God's promises are written in water. And you may think that that's not very dependable, that that's flimsy and insecure. But I'm here to witness to you today that they are very dependable. God's promises are as tangible as the waters of creation in the very beginning in the book of Genesis where the Spirit was hovering over the face of the waters. God's promises are as real and as hopeful as God saving God's people out of bondage in Egypt, leading them to freedom through the Red Sea and then providing water in the midst of the wilderness and then opening a pathway across the River Jordan so they could enter into a promised land. And they're as touching as Jesus being carried in the water of a womb in Mary and him being baptized by his cousin John. And they're as sure as Paul and Silas bringing good news to a jailer's family in the middle of the night and baptizing all of them there. Baptism is this sacrament that captures this covenant of, of grace. Methodist, if you want to reduce all that we believe to one word, it's, it's that word grace. God's love for us that goes before us before we even understand it, that that embraces us. It's a free gift to us. I was reading a book on theology. Imagine that as a pastor <laughs> this past week. And, and, and about baptism, and something hit me that had never hit me before in all these 38 years of ministry. It said that every baptism is that of an infant. Every baptism is a baptism of an infant. We all come to this sacrament saying, I'm needy, I'm helpless, there is nothing I can do to earn this. What can you pay me to perform your baptism? <laughs> nothing. It is a gift to you. Every baptism is that of an infant. And then I read the next little paragraph. It said, every baptism is also that of a believer, as of one who can profess their faith, because we all need to make our response to that gift. We all need to grow in grace. It's not just over once the water hits us. It's a lifetime journey with this saving God. God's promises are written in water, and it's tangible and real. It's gift and response always. I got this idea for this message from a pastor friend of mine. Uh, we were having a meeting, and she said, have you seen that video? Uh, she said, uh, it's, uh, it's Tai Chi baptism. I said, no. <laughs> um, so I forgot this first slide, too. Let's do this first slide. I'm sorry. This, this is what baptism looks like. So, okay. You, I'm, I tend not to be a visual person. I'm sorry for skipping this, almost skipping this. So this is what baptism looks like. It is pure gift. It's around us all the time. But you know what? It requires our response. You've got to jump. <laughs> this is at Blanco State Park just a couple weeks ago. Don't they look like they're having fun? So yeah, okay. Baptism is not this, oh boy, this is so hard and heavy. It, is, it's, it looks like this, okay? Children jumping off into the water. Okay, so now to the baptism Tai Chi. So I was talking to a friend of mine, <laughs> and she was saying, it's something that she actually practiced, doing this bodily response to this gift. And watch this video. It only takes about a minute. Tai Chi baptism, okay? It's at a, a church. Let's see if we... Renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness 
reject the evil powers of this world, repent of your sin, accept the freedom and power Christ gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. Confess Jesus Christ as your Savior. Put your whole trust in Christ's grace. Promise to serve him as Lord in union with the whole church, which Christ opens to people of all ages, nations, and races. By the grace given, remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives. What do you think? Is that something you would do? <laughs> I'm not going to make you do it. <laughs> no, heard an honest answer here. Uh, <laughs> my pastor friend says that several times maybe during the day, she will find herself going through these bodily motions, this response to God's grace to remember who she is, that she is this precious child of God, loved, claimed by God, named by God, surrounded by love, and that she needs that to stay centered in her life. Maybe you need that too, uh, some bodily response. Uh, I was at a dinner on Thursday night. We had this uh, dinner of some young families. Uh, it was mom to mom, and they brought their spouses. And, and uh, so we were sitting around the dinner table, and um, this, this one uh, father was saying, Oh, yeah, I said, uh, last night was a tough night. I said, our two-year-old was up at 2 a.m. crying real tears. Uh, and it's one of those moments that maybe you need to remember who you are, <laughs> that you need to remember the vows that you made in baptism uh, on behalf of that child, that you would bring them up in the faith and that you would say, uh, oh, yeah, it, I, I'm called to live out this love at, at 2 a.m. in the morning. It's, 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 it's that real. It's that tangible, okay? Uh, and, and another mom was there, and she said, oh, that never happens to me. You know? and, then, and then everybody starts laughing because we all know it has all happened to us. <laughs> that two-year-old crying at 2 a.m. in the morning. And we need to have that bodily response, that owning of our identity as children of God. How about the waters of, of creation as real and tangible what is our response uh, to that, that, that God has saved us out of the waters and for the waters? So I was reflecting on this next slide um, here. You know, remember what's been happening in a little place up in Michigan? Do you see the, the, do you see the, the water there? One is from Flint, Michigan, and one is from nearby Detroit, Michigan. So this is so serious, I had to get a little playful about this, all right? So I was wondering if I lived in Flint, Michigan, if I could ask the pastor of the church, would you really mind if I was baptized in Detroit rather than Flint? Thank you. Yeah, you get it? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, or, or if you grew up in another faith tradition, you say, um, would, Pastor, would you really mind if I wasn't baptized by immersion? <laughs> and can I just go to the Methodist and would just be sprinkled? Would that be okay? <laughs> just, I just want a little bit of that water on me. Not, I don't want to go completely. Follow me. Uh, what is our response 
to this good gift God has given us in, in water? How, how are we to take care of the waters of, of creation? So, yeah. Um, and then I got to thinking about uh, God saving God's people through water. And some other images came to my mind. Um, yeah. These are some of the more tame ones, okay? I could have come up with a lot harsher ones. In the Mediterranean, what's happening this day is people are trying to leave Syria. Um, Libya, I know, is one of those jumping-off points now across the Mediterranean. And, uh, boy, it must be really tough over there to get in a flimsy boat and try to cross those waters, huh? And then I got to thinking about this. It comes even closer to home. There's a whole wave of people that has kind of dropped out of the headlines, but uh, people not just from Mexico, but from Central America, trying to find some way to live, and they cross a border here not too far from us on the Rio Grande, yes? Um, and, and what is our response? What is our responsibility? How do we live bodily into our baptism covenant there? Lest you think I'm just a, a liberal out there and taking some political stance, I'm going to tell you a story now. May I tell you a story? This is one of my classic lines, right? right? May I tell you a story? So, um, once upon a time, there was this village right alongside a river. And one day some people were down along the riverside and, and someone noticed that there was a baby floating in, in the river and, and th they rushed out and one was an especially strong swimmer and they, they rescued the baby, brought it to the shore and then and said, oh, this is terrible. You know, and, and over the next day, they're, they're not just one baby, but there was a baby and, and a mom in the river and they, they went out and they rescued it. And the next day, there was even more. There's a mom and dad and, and several children in the river, and they rescued them. And, and, and this whole village, they got very concerned, and they said, what can we do? And so they, they built a tower, and they said, we can see them maybe further up the river, and, and, and we can watch for them coming down the river. And, and some of them took classes and, and, and rescue, and they bought boats. And, they, and then there's some more people that got involved, and they said... We need to reintegrate these people into the community. And so they developed programs and they just found to pouring all this energy in rescuing these people and trying to get into society again. And then someone said, What would happen if we went further upstream? I just tell stories. Governments are doing marvelous rescue works, non-government entities, faith groups. But sometimes we need to ask that question, what would happen if we went further upstream? I, I don't know exactly what that means. I just know that there's a baptismal response in that story somewhere. This baptismal vow goes in really harsh places, even into jails, into prisons. I found this image on the internet of a chaplain at a, 
a prison, baptizing inmates there. Um, I read some stories in preparation for this message this day, and there was a women's prison in uh, Wisconsin. And through a ministry of a congregation with that prison, there were 22 women who came to Christ and were baptized. They couldn't baptize them all at the same time because there were limits on how many people could gather in the chapel at any one time, only 15 once and seven at another time. But one of the women who was baptized said this. She said, it was only in prison that I found my freedom. (laughs) So sometimes uh, the gospel breaks down all the walls and we find our freedom even in, in prison. I know in this congregation we'll be taking an offering here at the communion rail next week for Kairos Ministries, a special ministry that works with uh, people in prison, a three-day retreat that, that prisoners go to, and outside teams come and witness to them the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, I know Ann Finch is going to Lockhart into a prison there, and I know that we have the storybook project where women from here go to help uh, women in Gatesville prison read a story to their children at night. And this is our baptism covenant. <laughs> this is our response to God's grace: is is meeting people where they are with the good news of of Jesus Christ. And in the scripture lesson that we had this morning, sometimes it's the the prisoners that are converted, and, and, and in the scripture this morning, sometimes it's the jailer and his family that find out they need good news too. And Paul and Silas baptized the jailer and his whole family in the midst of the night. Well, another, another baptism covenant, another response is um, we have some youth from this church that are going to be leaving this afternoon for Blueprint Ministries in San Antonio. This is our middle school mission trip. And at the close of this worship service, they're going to be coming up to be blessed by this congregation, to be sent out from here. I want you to see some pictures of what they did. I think it's last year's pictures, if I remember correctly. And if, if you are one of these students who's going... Uh, What I'd have you remember this week is that when those drops of sweat come dripping off your nose and you say, oh yes, this is what I meant when I said that I was a follower of Christ and that I was baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is the call of God upon my life. Let's see the other picture. I think there's one more. And and when you get that drink of cold water, it's the same kind of thing. You say, oh yes, I remember that I'm refreshed in my baptism, that I, I know who I am, I'm sure, and And I have this calling to make a difference in the world. This is a part of my baptism covenant. Yeah. I'm here to tell you that God's promises are uh, written in water. Let's see that picture one more time here. This is what it looks like. (laughs) The good news I have to share with you this day is that God's promises are sure because they're written in water. Our response is this, jump, (laughs) amen.